Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Recently, I've been receiving a whole ton of messages from students asking about the application cycle. Everything from the basics like writing a CV and cover letter to much more specific questions, things like how does a group exercise work in an assessment center when everything's being done completely virtually online because of the pandemic? Or how do you build rapport with someone when it's being done via Zoom instead of in person? So with the help of my colleague, Zhao Yuzhang, we're hopefully going to unlock a few trade secrets and take a deep dive into some of these questions through a series of episodes, career-focused, so you feel as best prepared and as confident as you can be when applying for roles in finance. So good luck, I hope it's useful, and let's get to it. Okay, hello and welcome to the next installment of the Career Hack series, where I'm joined by Zhao, and this time we've arrived at the next career subject, which is interviews and interviews for students applying to jobs in finance is such a huge topic. Um, What we've decided to do is try and break this down into some bite-sized focused questions to tackle one at a time, which we'll do for the next couple of weeks. It's something we do in greater detail in group and one-to-one focus sessions very much in our summer analyst program. And don't forget that actually you can jump on the amplifiedme.com website and just sign up for free to the hub to access some really great mock interviews that Zhao himself has done for role-specific things like sales trading, uh, asset management, things like that. But for the first one to kick off the interview series, Xiao, I want to talk about how do you answer a question that you know you, you don't know the answer how do you tackle that? I mean, I think every student's had that. What's the best way to come out of that situation with a positive outcome, at least from the interviewer's perspective? Yes, and um, hi, everyone, uh, once again. Um, so, so yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think that is one of those questions I get quite a lot from the students in terms of how do you approach it? Uh, and uh, 
Um, admittedly, I think I've seen varied approaches from students, but my underlying principle that I always recommend to students is don't ever lie when you encounter a question that you don't know about. Um, and, and I'll elaborate this on this a, a bit more in a moment because I think you can definitely make educated guesses, but don't ever, ever lie. And the reason why I think you should never lie, A, it's not a good thing to do, right? Um, but B, is just that typically on a lot of these things, uh, unless you're a professional liar, uh, when you lie, um, you know, it's sometimes it, people will be able to tell, especially interviewers. And if they poke on something that, you know, you don't really know much about or you lied about, you end up digging yourself a hole that you just generally cannot come out of. So, so that would be my first key, I guess, uh, emphasis, you know, don't ever, ever lie. Yeah, I think I watched a, a Netflix series about um, like an FBI negotiator or something or interviewer. And he was talking about trying to catch people out who are lying. And as you said, there's various physical ticks, like people who look top left looking is actually accessing a part of your brain that knows that you're lying. But then there's also things like, um, uh, you know, and, and I would do this when if I was interviewing someone because I watched these Netflix things, I'd be like, okay, let's try this out then. And actually, they reverse engineer the questioning and say, tell me the story backwards that you've just explained. Because then it's really hard to do or they'll ask you for certain granular detail on part of the narrative that you don't have because it doesn't exist to try and catch you out so yeah for sure as you say like that's a, that's a, a complete dead end going down that route uh, for sure but yeah uh, but but it's it's and and i think the reason why i want to kick start uh this discussion with this is that actually even though i think everyone understands the principle of how this won't necessarily benefit you in an interview, but I still see, unfortunately, students do this. And sometimes it's not, it's not necessarily outright, um, you know, uh, outright lying, but actually um, it, it, I would say it's more on the very vague side or the uncertain side of what I would call educated guess. So just to, you know, kind of go further on this, I think, you know, say if something you're 50-50 about on a particular question, um, and these typically may be, you know, industry related, you know, if it's personal stuff, it shouldn't be a 50-50, right? right? Uh, so, so it might be technical knowledge and so on. And what I do encourage students to do on these situations, is you can make an educated guess, but of course you try to manage the interviewer's expectation, not by, you know, coming across as, oh yeah, I know everything, but, you know, here's my understanding of this particular topic it may not be complete but you know let me share my thoughts and you know based on what you know you might be able to derive access and answers and now they're far where they are simply you know trying to make an educated guess using words that they've heard people use before in the industry and making them sound very professional but actually they don't really know the meaning of it so when you make your statement, it sounds all fine, but often when they poke, when the interviewer poke on one of the words you use, you go, uh, 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 "Actually, I don't really know what I was talking about." So, yeah, so I mean, I, I can definitely attest to that. When I, whenever I interview someone myself, my my previous role, I would, if someone said like a fancy word, a very technical term or theory that's applied, I'd be like, "Okay, 
just tell me a bit more about that then. And then yeah. I would, and I would actually take the method of, I know I knew that they probably knew a superficial answer of sorts. And what I would do is I'd start peeling off the layers and I would get them then to explain that specific point. And I'd take, I'd get them to go a little bit further, a little bit further, a little bit further until the yeah. point basically where they're in submission and they go, that's it. But I just wanted to see how far they were going to take it with the whole, as you say, like talking for the sake of talking and not actually answering the question, I guess. Yeah. And, and I think it's, you know, if the person actually is able to, you know, basically live up to the expectation and answer everything, I think that's truly impressive, right? That's how some yeah. candidates stand out. But yeah, you, you do get, I, I think more often than not, uh, people kind of just crumbling down, not, not knowing uh, specific terms and, and so on. Yeah. So I guess, obviously, an interview is a very pressurized situation. And when you get asked that dreaded question, you know, your, your brain has a momentary kind of freezing moment. And I guess it's like fight or flight. Do I yeah. actually go with an answer or do I just say honest, I don't know the answer? So what's the advice there? Is it just to keep calm and is there a technique to that? Sure. So, so obviously, you know, just make it educated guess everything i appreciate that it, it sounds easy but when you're under that type of pressurized environment it becomes so much more difficult and and uh, you know i've been through this myself you, you really don't want to kind of just say sorry i don't know the answer because you know it, it feels like it's just not the right thing to do in an interview when you're meant to impress right um but i i think you know the the tip here is just really buy yourself some time now uh, certainly you've got to keep yourself calm but I think, yeah, there are specific ways you can do this. So, so there's two things I think I would recommend to students. First thing is just, you know, calm yourself down and count to five and take a deep breath, right? Because normally when you're under pressure, you feel like the clock is ticking much faster than it actually is. Now, don't just keep on doing that, keep on counting, keep on breathing. Uh, the second thing I think you should do in com a combination is, you actually communicate with the interviewer, essentially requesting for a bit more thinking time. Now, now um, obviously, you do this in certain uh, ways so that it comes across very smooth. So, for example, the, the way I typically recommend students do it is by saying, that's a very interesting question. Please give me a moment to think about it. But, of course, you, you can't keep on saying that, right? You can't say, that's also an interesting question. That's very, oh, that's really interesting. It, it, it becomes repetitive. So, so you can find different ways, but essentially buy yourself some more time. And I've not yet encountered the interviewer says, no, I'm not going to give you some more all the time right usually people are very understanding and they will just say yeah um you know take a moment and then you actually have for example 10 to 20 seconds or 30 seconds to to digest this properly so so does this lead on to one of the other things that i know you'd, you'd mentioned was communicating with the interviewer so is this is this an example of that communication or yeah i i, I think the, the communication with the interviewer is actually something very important throughout the entire interview. Um, you know, and, and some interviewers actually specifically 
um, you know, tell the student, for example, they give a, a brain teaser or, or something and they actually say, you know, walk me through your thought process, which is baffling to some students to start. But I think the point throughout the interview is they, they're looking to see how you work with others, how you communicate. And also, I guess, you know, the, the walking through your thought process is kind of showcasing your, your logical thinking process. Here, I think it's just a genuine, um, you know, people expectation management kind of thing. Um, you know, by all means, you could just stay into empty space thinking for 30 seconds. Is that the end of the world? Probably not. But actually, you know, rather than perhaps confusing the interviewer, especially if it's virtual nowadays, where the interviewer might not know, is it internet connection problem? Is it, is it that you're genuinely thinking? Is it that you've just dozed off? You know, just letting people know what you're doing, I think it's very, very powerful. And, you know, it just gets you on the, on the, on the good side of the interviewer, you know. I, I just had a, a visual image there as you were explaining that of someone freezing. I, I saw a, t <laughs> a good TV advert. I think it was for Tesco and someone's on a, on a virtual call and yeah. they freeze and then the cat walks past the camera. <laughs> <laughs> it's but, not um, actually crazy. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, so the, one of the other things here then was about um, using these situations as well for a networking opportunity. Uh, because yeah. you know, regardless of, 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 of the situation, or I must stress the outcome, like just because you don't, let's say, make it past that, that particular moment in time and let's say don't make the qualification for the next stage that's fine yeah. that person can still be a contact right absolutely yeah so i mean you know after all what we talked about then there's still students who might be very concerned is so do i just say to the interviewer sorry i have no idea right in, in the case where you just can't you can't even make an educated guess and you have no idea and you go with the you know the the the, the way of answering basically just apologizing for for not knowing and many students would seem that as just not ideal situation and and admittedly ideally you don't bump into a situation like that because you're well prepared in, in advance but as I say to all students, you know, um, the chance of you being 100% prepared for every single question, it's, it's very difficult because a lot of the, especially experienced interviewer, they will go with the flow. The questions are not fixed. It depending on what you say, then, you know, they will continue asking in that direction, like your example of digging into that specific term, right? Um, so, but, but what I would say is if you do get yourself into that situation, it can be turning to a networking opportunity. However, I think this is once per interview chance only. Essentially, what I would suggest students to do is if you do generally encounter a question where you just have to say, I'm really sorry, um, you know, I, I, I don't know the answer to this, or maybe I've neglected this part. What you can actually follow up is by saying, um, would it be possible for me to look this up after the interview and, um, you know, um, get back to you, right? And perhaps at that point or maybe at the end of the interview, it, it turns into a chance of you asking for a business card um, or, or, you know, finding a way to connect with a person on LinkedIn, uh, making a situation for you to talk to the person again. Yeah, no, I, I really like that, actually. Yeah, as you were explaining that, I was visualizing me being an interviewer. If a student said that to me, that's how I'd want an individual on my desk to operate in a normal working environment. Mm -hmm. If they don't know the answer, 
that's fine. They then give me a solution as to when then that is going to be forthcoming. And exactly. that's how the real world operates, right? And if they have the ability yeah. and confidence to operate like that in an interview situation, that is actually a really great outcome, I'd say, from actually not answering a question. So Yeah, I, I agree. But just to, to be clear on this, obviously, I emphasize this is once per interview. You can't just go into an interview and go, that's a good question. Let me get back to you. You know what? <laughs> just email me all the questions. I will get back to you all of them afterwards, right? Obviously, that doesn't work. So, yeah. so, you know, if you, if you do this right in, in one, this particular situation, then it could actually, to your point, uh, turn something that, that is potentially, you know, preventing you from going through to the next round to something actually uh, not as bad or potentially positive. Okay, cool. Well, so to surmise then of what we've covered of how to answer a question that you don't know. So point one, don't ever lie. Two, keep calm, count to five, just gather your thoughts and then take action. Three, communicate with your interviewer. And then lastly, turn it into a networking opportunity if the appropriate situation does arise. So Absolutely. good stuff. So that that's, um, that's we're going to cut it there and actually keep these very concentrated on singular uh, kind of questions or, or different parts of the interview process. So that's it for now. But next week, we're going to talk about how to pitch a stock. We've had tons of questions last week. I think it must be that time of year when there's lots of students having to do this. And so I know Zhao, I think, did, am I right in thinking you used to have to do this as well in real life? In your Well, I, I, I was more in the trading role, so I didn't have to do this from day to day, but we had to do this, you know, for example, when we were being trained up, when I was a graduate, uh, yeah. at Morgan Stanley, that, that was all part of the training and everything. And to be honest, I think, yeah, uh, you know, technically we're, we're pitching stuff every single day, right? <laughs> cool. Well, yeah, I mean, that's coming next week. And then if there's any other suggestions that you would like us to talk about, specifically on interview questions, then drop me an email. It's a.chung, C-H-E-U-N-G, at amplifytrain.com. Love to hear your thoughts. And then perhaps we could pick one out and uh, we'll talk about that as well in the future. So, ciao, thanks very much and, and see you next time. Thank you all. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.